Well, I think uh, this first phase of the commission's hearings uh, or inquiry really is really dealing with issues as to whether it was uh, really proper for the country to secure the arms um, or to procure the the arms and, and so on, and um, that the expenditure was too high, uh, that the process may have been compromised and people benefited. I think the second half is going to be more interesting because um, persons who claim to have evidence of corruption will now come forward to present that. So the president really was uh, simply indicating that they made a decision as a government and um, in the interest of the country, and people may have a different opinion from that, but I don't think that much really has come uh, out in the president's own testimony before the commission. Now, he was the last witness of the first leg of the commission. Uh, do you think that his testimony uh, gave an indication of what actually transpired in the arms deal at that point in time, 16 years ago? Not really. I don't think that um, his testimony, um, he was being very formalistic and uh, basically saying, you know, we do make a policy um, and uh, at the time that we made that policy, we looked at all the factors and uh, and we made a decision. And um, indeed, uh, as a president, uh, by the time it was being signed, um, you know, he cannot be seen to be saying that, no, uh, we did a wrong thing. So uh, I really don't know why. Uh, he was called and the type of questions he was being asked. And um, it was uh, one where he himself was now challenging those who uh, were, you know, cross-examining him or questioning him um, to, to uh, really provide evidence. I think that is where he underpinned his testimony to say, just produce the evidence if you have it. And uh, don't call this a deal, it is a procurement, because when you say a deal, it is as if, you know, there were uh, some underhand dealings that were made and some people benefited and so on. So as as then president and um, who was in charge, I wouldn't have expected him to have given, you know, further inside details that, um, uh, you know, uh, people were expecting to come out of this testimony. Mm-hmm. The former president also did in, uh, indicate, as you also did now, that for the past 16 years there's been no facts supporting allegations of mismanagement in the arms deal. But what exactly can we read from that statement? I think from that, all he was doing it to challenge, to say, let those who say they were under... under <clears throat> Uh, and dealings come out with uh, evidence. Of course, we did see where there was one in the trial of the uh, Sheikh and so on. Um, you know, but besides that, there has been very little, but there have been a lot of claims of people making billions out, millions out of it. 
and uh, we still have to get those people to, to testify, but also not just testify, evidence to be given, and then those people can come to refute that the evidence that has been gathered is not correct. So it's going to be a very difficult process. Mind you that this is not a court of law we are dealing here with the process of inquiry where you are trying to establish uh, uh, the truth, uh, but it is not one where, you know, uh, evidence uh, is being provided and tested. Um, I think there's that difference, and people should be able to distinguish between commissions of inquiry and um, uh, judicial process in a court of law. Professor, what do you make of uh, the Lawyers for Human Rights uh, and uh, uh, Paul Hoffman representing uh, Terry Crawford-Brown in type type of questioning? Uh, do you think that they're making headway? Um, they were trying to make headway. Of course, they can make headlines. But I think when people begin to, for example, indicate that why did such money not go to other um pressing national needs such as HIV and AIDS, housing and so on. But we see government making a whole lot of deals. Uh, It doesn't mean that if that money did not go uh, towards the purchase of arms, that it would have been diverted to what other people think are the priorities. And I think that is where... Uh, we are losing the plot that if you project this as high expenditure on arms, uh, then it does indicate that the state, of course it does indicate that the state should have spent that money better, but it may not have gone to the things that you prioritize. So the lawyers for human rights, I don't think, have uh, broken any new ground in this inquiry yet. Now, talking about high cost, are we likely to see government now looking at uh, maybe cheaper arms procurement uh, uh, deals in the future? I think cheaper is not always uh, better. Um, I think that we are dealing here with a whole lot of considerations when you are dealing with arms. The arms industry overall globally is uh, highly competitive. It is like... uh, uh, you know the industry of uh, you know buying aeroplanes and so on. There are so many, and you don't say why didn't you buy Airbus rather than Dreamliner and so on. Dreamliners got this, which is better than the other. You know, um, it really depends on those who are making decisions and why. And it is very difficult to say cheaper is better. Mm-hmm. Lessons learned from. Uh Thus far, Professor, from this uh, Commission of Inquiry? A lesson that I think uh, is learned is that we need, when we go to commissions of inquiry, first of all, the terms of reference of the commission um, needs to be improved upon so that they focus on what is relevant rather than just telling a story. Uh, of uh, bad decision-making. Um, uh, I, I think it is not just a theater where you try to say, well, we would have made a better decision than you made, and therefore you made a mistake. Uh, people can make decisions um, that, with hindsight, were not the best at the time, but 
when they were making it, what was really propelling it. But I would be surprised. Secondly, I would be surprised if in the end, after hearing the second part of the inquiry, that there was no um, uh, some uh, people benefiting from it unduly or getting commissions here and there, because that is something which happens a lot globally, and I would have been surprised if in South Africa it was all clean. Professor, thank you so much as always for your time. That was legal analyst at uh, the African Renaissance Studies at UNISA, Professor Shadra Guto.